This is the Reconstructed Man Podcast, and I'm your host, Lane Ingram. The Reconstructed Man Podcast is a place where we explore the transgender and LGBTQ plus experience by sharing our stories and lifting up the voices of others. It is for everybody, trans, cis, and everyone in between. This show is about building community and connections, and I am so glad you're here. On this season of the Reconstructed Man Podcast, I'm going to be talking to a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community, and specifically, I'm trying to find people who live in or are from Michigan to talk to about our experiences, what it's like to be here, what it's been like to be here. Let's do something about it. Let's make a difference. Let's make a change. Today, I have somebody that knows exactly what that's all about. My guest today is Meek Webb. She's an amazing barber, a Lansing local. How do I know she's a gifted barber? Because she cuts my hair and I look super fly. She played basketball growing up. We've actually known each other for a long, long time. We lost touch and then we reconnected. Uh, Meek is part of the community, but I'm going to let her tell you more about that as we get into it. Meek, what up? Welcome to the show. How you feeling? What up? It's, it's a good day. It's always a good day, right? Yes, sir. It's always a good day. So you just got here. You just got done cutting some hair right now? Yeah. Okay, okay. So tell us about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Why'd you decide to become a barber? I grew up right here in Lansing, Michigan, South Side. Um, I decided to become a barber. Really, I decided be I decided before I knew I decided. If that makes sense, like my mom used to send me to uh, this beauty salon because I had so much hair, she didn't know what to do with it. So she would send me to get the press and curl. <laughs> and while I was in there, bored, wishing this lady would hurry up, it was a it was another female at the booth across from her that was cutting hair, and I was like, wow. I know girls could cut hair too. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, I was probably like about eight. So then that piqued my interest and my curiosity. I was like, I want to do that. But I never thought about it as like a profession. I always wanted to. I thought it was like fun. You know what I'm saying? So when I got my first pair of clippers, I was about twelve. My dad finally bought me some clippers. No way. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've been cutting hair that long? Yeah. I would not have, I did not know that. Wow. So, I mean, that's why I wanted to go there, right? Because, like, it's mainly a male-dominated industry, right? So, like, what's that like for you, being there? Uh, There's a lot of testosterone. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not against testosterone, as you know. Clearly. I'm not against it either, but, you know, sometimes they just got to get out the way. I mean, and let me come through. Right. But has it been difficult? Like, was it difficult to get your foot in the door? Was it difficult to get clients? Like, what was that like? Um. It or was, it wasn't easy at first. I'll put it like that. I had to I really I had to prove myself. I had to prove myself and I had to stand out. Like I had to be not just better than them, but you know what I'm saying? I had to keep on trying to get better than my better in myself, if that makes sense. Because it's not easy, you know, cuz a lot of men are skeptical, you know what I'm saying, about female barbers like, well, what if she, you know, well maybe Maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. it wasn't easy, but I'm here now. I mean, for me, it's like uh, I think when I think about you, right? I mean, I just think you're sweet in general. I mean, I I've seen your designs. So I mean, I'd, I'd imagine that, like, yeah, you you said you want to be, you got to be better than anybody else, and that's probably a thing that a lot of women deal with, like in general. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about coming to the barber shop, I mean, that was scary for me the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, like scary as hell because it's like. 
early in the transition, like, and I'm thinking about how I'm looking at the time, right? Like, no real facial hair. Like, I still kind of look like myself. You know, you're trying to get your hair cut. And I appreciate you for that because you always, you've always been great. Like, you just let me come sit in your chair, you know, regardless of where I was at. And, and that means something, too. You know what I mean? Because you're in there with all those people who, you know, who cut hair, who are these cisgender men. And then all the people that are sitting in the waiting room, you know, and they're looking at me as I'm, doing what I'm doing and you're just being you. And so I wonder what it was like for you to cut. Have you ever cut any other trans people's hair? Yeah. Okay. What's that like? What's it been like? I love it. I love to cut hair. I don't care what your gender is or your sexuality or none of that. I don't care about that. Care about that. Well, that's easy. Well, I mean, okay. So let's look at it like this. So the barbershop, do you feel like, uh, I know I felt, the reason why I felt nervous is because the barbershop is for dudes and the beauty shop is for women, right? I mean, that's what they say. That's what they say. I mean, I guess nowadays, like I was just in the shop the other day and there was a woman in a chair next to me just getting her hair, what would you call that, faded, cut up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if you have that style, you know, people always have been like, oh, you can go get a lineup or if somebody can do that part under your long hair for you in the barbershop, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I just, it, that was a big step for me to be like, I got to get a barber. You'd be surprised the number of women that come through a barbershop, though. There's uh, more than you think. Yeah, much. I, I'd imagine so, yeah. now that I see. So, all right, let's go there now. So you're part of the community, the Alphabet Mafia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. So what, the, what letter are you, and, like, what do you like to be called? Like, what, like where do you identify? Who are you? What are you into? L. <laughs> Lesbian. <laughs> let's just be honest but, then. Yeah, Lesbianist. Yeah, I'm a lesbian. Okay, let's talk about that word. We've had this talk in the chair. What do you think about that word, lesbian? Overall, I think that a lot of people are ignorant to the fact that a lesbian and a bisexual are two different things, completely. For sure. Like, there's no. You hear these songs on the radio about these rappers talking about they having sex with lesbians. No, you're not. <laughs> because unless you're a woman, right. it's not happening. Right. You might have had a bisexual, but it wasn't a lesbian. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. It's a big difference. So okay. you're you're calling a thing to that to like yeah. you're being like because <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah, let's be honest. So yeah. you that's a different way than I look at that word because like for me, I, uh, I I hated to be to to use that word and I never knew why. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like it took me a long like. <laughs> took me 36 years to know why but like I used to be like god I don't freaking feel like that like I do like women but like ew you know like that word is so aggressive and it's just funny how you took it like let me be clear I like women you know what I mean so it's just kind of, it's kind of funny all right so that's what you are great welcome to the show hey okay um I mean, but it does. It gets to the crux where I want to go. Like, like, how did you know you liked women? People want to know this, this stuff all the time. Like, they do. They ask me, how did you know you are trans? Like, how, I don't know. I really, I didn't realize it at first. I didn't acknowledge it at first, I should say. Because when I think back, I've always liked women. <laughs> you know what I mean? But society, you know, in yeah. these stereotypes these labels stigmatism they try to make they try to box you in you know like girls can't go to the barbershop or girls have to wear pink and boys wear blue like that stupid stuff and I never liked being boxed in I always thought outside the box Mm -hmm. so that used to really frustrate me growing up so I always felt like I was the exception to the rule anyways so you know 
So back to the question, um, I realized it when I was probably about seven years old. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, seven. But I was, I didn't know what it was. I didn't right. know what lesbian was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't know, but I just knew that it was this girl around the corner from me, and I liked her, right. you know? And Isn't that something? I want to come back to that, but, like, okay. that is a thing, okay? Uh -huh. So mine, I was a little bit older than that like i i had i used to have to do the dishes every day okay like every day i had to do the dishes before i could do anything else and like we had a dishwasher but it never worked and they never got it fixed like i had to do dishes every day i'll never forget that okay so but i used to watch music videos you know like music videos mcb or bet and i remember watching this music video and there were these two girls and i'm not saying who they are because it's embarrassing because i was like 11 or 12 but i just remember feeling like what am i feeling mm -hmm. like why why when i look at them are these things happening right. in my brain and body and like it's never happened before i don't know what this is i mean you just don't know okay go yeah i felt that same thing when i watched uh crush groove you ever seen that <laughs> yep with sheila e yep that was my first real crush problem yeah i swear sheila e and she still look good. I hear you. Hey, my first crush was Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm just saying. She really was. And I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. She was. But the crazy thing is, like, look at my wife. She got brought me. Hey, this got my type, my type, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. I didn't know what that was. And I just was like, ugh, what are you, not ugh, but, like, what are you doing? Because I had no real concept of what that, what it, what it was going to be, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay, you're young, you're seven, girl around the block. Yeah. She's giving you the tingles. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> right. Like, what in the world? <laughs> right. I mean, but, like, that happens to kids, which you're, like, that's a normal human thing when you like somebody. Okay, so you find out, and then what happened? Like, how did you, like, how did you grow into it? How did you become, you know? Um, it took a lot for me to finally figure it out, you know, because it was like, well, that's not right. You know, that's what I'm being taught. That's that's not right. It's not supposed to be like that. You know, you're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. And and I thought, okay, well, ain't no way I'm doing that because I'm not getting pregnant. I'm not having no kids. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm not doing that. And then I have no desire for that. So, um, Right. Where do I fit? Well, when I found it, you know what I'm saying? Once I figured it out, I knew. It was no doubt. It was yes. no question. And coming out really was a conversation that I had with my father and um I didn't know how to say it so I was just gonna spit it out like dad you know you know I looked at him he looked at me in my eyes I said you know I'm I couldn't even say it. he was like girl I knew before you did wow and that was that like my best friend my big brother you know he right. was very supportive right. very very supportive I was I was kind of shocked and amazed at how supportive he was. How old were you at that point? I was 20. Wow. I was 20. and But lots had happened between 7 and 20. Oh, yeah. Before you came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. One thing, I want to keep going, but like one thing I want to say is like, do you, what, what I would need people to understand about our community, right? Like when they try to break it down and say like, it's not real or it's not this, and like you don't know, you know, they don't know anything they're talking about. Like our stories are so unique and so different but there's so much at the foundation that's the same. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. what you said 
is exactly how I felt. Like when you knew, <laughs> you knew. Like yeah. I can't, like I can't tell you how I got punched in the chest in 2016. Like trying to figure it out, trying to figure mm-hmm. it out, trying to figure it out, and then it's like, wait, what? And like it was like every single thing in my brain and my body clicked. Like right, and that is different, but it's the same. And that and sharing that experience, like. You can't have millions of people feeling the same thing and try mm-hmm. to say and try to say that it's not real or it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Because that is a moment of clarity, clarity. for us. Clarity. You know what I'm saying? And when you know that, you know yourself. You know. You know. You know. And it's hard to accept for yourself. Okay, so you're 20. Mm-hmm. You come out. Yeah. Dad was supportive. Yeah. I mean, did you have any like uh, church influences in your life or anything mm-hmm. that you had to worry about at all? Not that I was worried about. No. That's great. I mean, my mom, you know, but I wasn't really worried about what she thought at that point. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I figured it out. Like, this is me. You know, you can stop trying to hook me up. People <laughs> 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 quit. Don't do that. Right. It's not happening. Right. You know, she wasn't happy, though. She wasn't happy about it. She didn't, she didn't talk to me for about six months. And... I mean, it, it really put a strain on our relationship. But about ten years later, I mean, she embraced she embraced me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying with open arms, mm-hmm. and, and it was it was beautiful. It takes a while sometimes. It, it took her a while. Yeah. It takes a while sometimes, and I think um, a couple of things about you that I'm noticing and remembering, feeling, understanding. Right, like you're so freaking strong, and and I just mean that in like right. So you can come to a realization, but then being 20. And to be able to be like, you know, I wasn't really worried about that. And I knew. And so, like, I was going to go. I mean, I think that's something that that's good for people to hear, you know, Mm -hmm. because it does take so much strength and so much courage. Right. But then sometimes when you really like with everything in your being, know something about yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, who's going to stop you? I mean, I think that's a nobody. Right. No. Yeah. So let's see. Would you say. I don't even know if this is okay to say, so you tell me, right? And the only reason I'm saying, okay, so I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. You can follow me if you want to, at Brainiac. But I'm on TikTok, and this video just came on, and the caption said, when she says she only likes studs. Mm -hmm. And then this person comes out from around the corner and is all, you know, tough and all good-looking or whatever, but it's, you know, the woman stud like is that like how do you feel about that word because like when I was younger in college or whatever like it was kind of coming out you know mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of what you know stud and femme and butch and right like all that stuff mm-hmm. were like lingo when I was in college yeah. and I still never could fit because that you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I'm not to for me it was just like man what do you like what do you like it wasn't real mm-hmm. you know so like how do you like how do you feel about terms like that um Uh, I feel like they're necessary to help people understand the differences huh. and the uniqueness between, you know, people. But at the same time, I don't really care for it because it's some of those words like they use, like dyke. It's like I don't. That's I aggressive. Don't like, but yeah, that's a derogatory. Yeah. yeah and yeah, like yeah. Uh, people tried to reclaim that back, you know, and be like, but it's that that's ugly. I think I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, okay, so that's interesting. You put things so interestingly. Like, I guess that does help people get a 
a picture of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you say a stud or butch, they're going to think a more aggressive, uh, more aggressive, right? Like more masculine leaning, right? If you say femme or um, what do you say? Lipstick lesbian? Is that sort of thing? You know what I mean? Pillow princess. Oh, that's new. Pillow princess. No, I haven't heard that. Why are they pillow princesses? I don't know because I like to take their pillows from (laughs) my pillow. (laughs) Oh my God. So this is okay. So right, you said okay. So if I was to say what I was before I transitioned, I was super. I couldn't be a. I couldn't be a stud per se, because like in my head, I still have the. What's in my head when I was growing up, right? Like what mm-hmm. I saw in college. Like I'd go to Detroit and I'd be like, oh yeah, there's some studs because like they got their paint, their jeans done, they got their tennies, and they're you know like, and I just was kind of more of a like uh. I wear men's clothes because that's what fits me and I don't I'm not trying to be with another person like me like I guess I'd be with a lipstick lesbian or a femme right but like Mm -hmm. I just didn't fit you know and so I had to go a step further and I wonder how how do you know that you're where you like where you should be at like how do you like like I couldn't like I couldn't stop there do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like we've had talks where like there's nothing about you. I don't want to say that. I'm sorry. There's, I don't want to say there's nothing about you. But like where you don't, you're not trying to have somebody come at you as in like, hey, little lady. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're not no. trying, like that's, there's nothing about you that's like come at me and be like, excuse me, uh, ma'am, I'd really love to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not, you're not for that. But like there's certainly a line. So like how do you know, you know? It's like how I know, how right? Do I, how do I know? It's just, um, I don't know. I guess you just have to be completely comfortable in your own skin and love love being there. You know what I mean? And for me, probably since I was about 19, 20, you know what I'm saying? I just knew. I, and I, I did a lot of research, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of soul searching and... You know, I went deep, introspectively, if you understand what I'm saying. So it was like, "Mm." I knew that wasn't for me. I knew transitioning wasn't for me. I just knew it wasn't like. But let me ask you this. Um, Do you feel like, um, like, would you be able to, like, would you say that you're like a strong black woman? Yeah, (laughs) I'm asking because like these are things I I couldn't ever say. I'm not trying. I'm not even trying to be funny, but like for real, I yeah. Just don't just don't call me a lady. That's the okay. It's a difference. I try to explain it to people. Like it's a difference between a man and a male. You might be a male. That don't make you a man. Okay, understand what I'm saying? It's a difference. It's a difference between a woman and a lady or a woman and a female like it's, it's different there's a reason it's a different word right you know what i mean so i just think ladies in my mind ladies are you know petite feminine they wear dresses and heels and purses and lipstick you know yeah that, that ain't me yeah we ain't gotta even go there right you can just call me meek i get this a lot when i'm at the store they be like have a good day sir i get the sir ma'am have a good day <laughs> sir <laughs> ma'am said the sir ma'am i i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> they they be more embarrassed than me though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you don't care at all. No. Mm-mm. Like, but why? I don't mean why, but like, man, I, not that I want you to care, but like, is it just a? 
it doesn't matter because like you know like you're meek and you know or is it just like it also doesn't matter what you think i am because like i'm i'm me right yeah um both it don't matter what the next person thinks necessarily unless it's somebody i care about you right. know then you know then it as i'm getting older i'm getting softer um, but because i never <laughs> used to i never used to care what nobody thought you know what i'm saying but um no it people that's none of my business what the next person think about me all that matters is what i think what i know straight up you know what i mean when it comes to me personally now i mean and i know me i just know me better than anybody else does <laughs> yes yes you do okay so let's move let's talk about race let's talk about race let's talk about being black right okay. we're both black people um we're both black people let's go um but i mean was any part of being a lesbian difficult in our community for you like did you have any do you know what i mean like was there any issues surrounding that or or do you feel like you just added another minority group to your to your list of minority right. stuff basically basically yeah that's it right like, yeah, black a, woman lesbian yeah yeah and and the stud at that that's <laughs> even i mean you know what i mean so yeah that's exactly what it was no i didn't really see any problems coming from the black community about that it, i mean it'll always be what it is right you know what i mean i don't think how could somebody feel the type of way about who i am exactly what, what? i should clip that cut and just clip that that clip right there cut that clip and put it on the internet like how can like how can somebody care about that right yeah, like yeah. Give, why give your own life a chance give your own life a chance bro man okay so you just said that right you said especially you said being a stud at that right i gotta go back to this thing like how do you reconcile it's it's interesting i want you to explain this to people right okay. like maybe explain it to lane but it's like you know you are you are a stud and i think you're tough and cool and stylish and like i know the kind of women that you're into and like you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. It's such a foreign concept to me how okay you are with yourself. And I think that comes from like you knowing early on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like being okay to accept that. I mean, how do you how do you really bring those two things together, right? Like you're a stud, but like you're also a woman and like you're mm -hmm. good. Like you're good with it. Yeah. But how? I don't know. I think God is a woman. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, we're not. Even, I'm not even touching it okay, because well, you are. You, you are. No, you already talking about be fruitful and multiply. Okay, this is not a that's religious not what, show. But you know I'm what? kidding. No, but go. you know what though? I learned that's not what that meant though. Be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, no, that's not what. That what does it mean? I mean, you could take it. It means it could mean a few different things, but what it means to me today, okay, is to be fruitful and multiply as in to be loving and spread love or spread kindness multiply kindness mm -hmm. you know compassion love that type of stuff that'd be an incredible way to put it i mean yeah. that'd be incredible if that was an interpretation of it and people would actually do it that's what I, that's what it means to me that's what it means to you all right to other people it means bumping and grinding and yeah. making a bunch of yeah, babies no. let's go okay not no. to you all right all right let's talk about michigan <laughs> let's talk about michigan and lansing okay so you're from lansing uh south side 
has Lansing been good? Like, okay, so you've been all over the place probably, right? Like Lansing, Detroit. I've been a few places. I mean, how's Michigan? You have any issues? Anybody treat you different? Anybody treat you funny? Any places better than other places to be you? No, I hear what you're saying. Um, I'm me wherever I go, man. Like, for real. I just, I can't be nothing or nobody other than myself. So, uh, I'm going to be me wherever I'm at. I really don't care too much about now if I go to a certain restaurant and they mess my food up I'm sending it back and they gonna do it again you know it don't matter where you at that right. that type of stuff just happens you know right. I don't take things personally like um I don't think people actually try to target oh yeah you don't think so you've never faced any kind of discrimination you feel like oh, oh I have but not to the point where it affects me today Mm-hmm. It's not gonna affect where I go, how I go, you know, right. how I move. No, people is ignorant everywhere. Right. If they if they can't find something about you to have a problem with, they'll make something up. Right. I mean, I think we I think we live in a good state. I mean, I don't I don't feel a way about it. I don't feel unsafe. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah, feel. I, what you're saying. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, for me, at this point in my life, though, I mean, you. If you don't know me, you just think you're looking at another black guy. You know what I mean? Like, if you didn't know me growing up, like, nobody's going to know. Um, but as I tell people or ask people no or wherever I'm at, you know, I don't feel like I don't feel like Michigan's a bad place. You know, like, for me, Lansing wasn't, like, an, a super ideal place to come out, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just because I grew up here and, like, you know, everybody knows my family, and, like, that's difficult to, like, go through, you know, it's just difficult for people to see you and, like, to be around the church people and all that stuff, but, I mean, overall, I agree with you. Like, once I knew, it was like, I don't care what you think, right? Exactly. All right. But we're proud of Michigan-ish, right? Like, you don't have any problems with our state. I ain't really proud of Michigan, but I'm... Why you not proud? Because we got winter. I just... I just feel like I, I need to be somewhere else right now. <laughs> it's because it's so, cold out, man. It's maybe, cold out. you know, Virginia Beach or somewhere like that. I don't know. But hey. this, this ain't it right now. I'm, listen, I love Michigan in the, in the, like, in the way of I was born and raised here. I went to Michigan. Go blue, okay? But, no, winter, bye. But summer, yeah. Fall, yeah. Winter, no. I love Michigan too, Lane. I just, I'm over it though at this point. Yeah. I've been here too long. I hear you. Well, I got away for eight years. I left and went to LA. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, did so, you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, we lost touch. Remember, I told the people. I, uh, yeah, no, I went to LA for, for eight years and it was fantastic. What made you come back? Exactly, bro. Relationships. Dang. You know, relationships. We're trying to get you. Okay, so. Let's okay. So we like Michigan. The other, the other good thing about Michigan is that there was one bill. Um, let's see, either I think it was in the Senate, yeah, SB two eighteen, no HB two eighteen, um, that was targeting trans kids in sports. You know, but there's like a lot of bills around the country right now with Texas leading the charge, kind of right now. Like their attorney general um, just wrote an opinion, basically saying that giving gender affirming care to your children, they're going to consider it child abuse, and they want to start prosecuting people. And I mean, I, I just want, I want to know what, what do you think, when we were growing up, right, like gay rights was such a huge thing. Remember the whole gay marriage thing and all that, and like equality, yeah, right? Like, yeah. so this is the next round of fights, but like, what do you think is the motivation behind this kind of stuff, you know? Testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> what, come on, that's not fair. Really, but I'm just being honest though, like it, it's got a lot to do with control 
power, mm-hmm. you know, testosterone, you know, that's that's the gist of it. And um, it's interesting. I don't really understand it. Yeah, it's interesting that you go there right away because, like, um, I, I made a post about there's okay, so there's a couple of swimmers right now, right? Mm-hmm. Trans swimmers. There's Leah Thomas, um, who's at Penn. She's in the Ivy Leagues, and then there's a trans male swimmer, and there's like all this uproar, you know, and my thing is just you say testosterone and what i tried to tell people was like that is still misogyny you know like you're basically literally saying that no matter what men are better than women and until the masses understand that right you can come after one group but it affects all these groups right who's saying that men are better than women that's what i'm trying to explain to them with these bills like they're saying that so this female trans swimmer, mm-hmm. okay, they're saying that she shouldn't be allowed to compete even though she's within the guidelines for what they say her hormone level should be at. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been doing it for, you know, the number of years the guidelines call for. And so there's all this outrage because she's winning. Now, she's in the Ivy Leagues where I don't know what the, the level of competition is, you know what I mean? But, like, from the fastest uh, female swimmer, she's still behind them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's just all this outrage about how she shouldn't be allowed to swim against other women and she's taking away their places and you know it's outrageous and what i'm explaining to people is you're just like you're literally trying to say that she is a man and that makes her better and stronger and we're mm-hmm. telling you that there's science behind it mm-hmm. and like what they don't mm-hmm. get is you're just saying that a man is bigger and stronger no matter what and that is misogyny and that is wrong i agree and not correct you know what i mean agree. so i agree they just they just hating, really. That's all that is. But I got a question though about this, because so what happens? Okay, when uh, FTM is, is that proper? Yeah, goes to prison or a trans man. No, that's that's a whole nother. You understand what I'm I, saying? Yes, I do. So I mean, I think that might have a little to do with it because, like, how would they? Where would they place them? Ain't no way I want to go to a male's prison. I'm sorry. No, thank you. Send me with the women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like. I mean, the thing is, you're. I mean, you're a man. You are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you're, you're especially. You know, depending on especially on when you're where you're at in your transition, where you're at legally, where you're at. I mean, so sure, I understand what you're saying, right? Like mentally, physically, emotionally. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to do that? But I mean. To me, that's not, you can't, I, I guess, I guess the, the, the basic way I'd say it is for us, you can't have it both ways, no, you right, know what I mean? Right. And I don't want it both ways. Right. Like to me, um, one of the worst situations I could imagine was to get, was, would be to get in trouble and have to go into uh, lock up with other, with women. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, my ID marker has mail on it so i don't have to worry about that exactly. anymore do you know what i mean but like i couldn't imagine i've had people reach out to me who have said like our criminal justice system is is really hard yeah. if you're in our shoes you know what i mean like yeah. you take a trans woman right like they don't they don't deserve to be treated the way that they're being treated right now like no you mm-hmm. don't put a trans woman in there with a bunch of men because she's not a man Mm-mm. and you know our 
you know, our ignorance, our lack of compassion for people, our lack of um, understanding, and then our over our over excitement to engage in things that we don't know anything about. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm asking you questions. Like ask me some stuff before you talk about trans people, not you, but people. Yeah, like yeah. ask somebody. Get to know. Ask somebody. Are you just gonna yeah. you just gonna make laws, make rules, make regulations, and not know anything about it? They just they just have that need to try to control everything, and it's sad. Yeah. Really, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, things you don't understand. I mean, we're talking about kids here because I know for I know for me, if I had known when I was younger that I was trans, you know, like I would have. I don't know what I would have done. It would have been a fiasco, you know, like just with my family, with the church. Like it probably would have been a fiasco, oh, but like, I mean, these parents who are actually trying to like love their children, mm-hmm. I mean, that is the opposite of abuse. And mm-hmm. they try to scare people by saying, you know, they want to get them surgery. They want to put them on hormones. That's not even, that, that is not even a thing. That is not even a thing. But if a kid looks at you and says, you know, I, I don't think I'm a little girl or I don't think I'm a little boy, right? right? Like you probably owe your kid a second to like look and see. Like look and see and watch. Mm-hmm. Like what like what are we supposed to do as parents, right? I mean, so that's a little bit hard for me. That's why I was wondering what that's, you thought. That's hard for I I think it's disgusting that mm-hmm. they try to control people like that and try to use the law. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's not right. It's, it's not, not right. right. Well, geez, hey, we've been talking for a long time. Uh, what a talk. I appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me. If you need a fresh fade or a lineup, Mika's the one. You can find her at Classy Cuts in Lansing, Michigan, or Meek Supreme on the Cut app, which I highly, highly recommend. You can do it right from your phone. You can pay. You can give her a nice tip. You can select the service that you want, okay? I could be a spokesperson for the cut. Anyway, Meek, hey, thanks again for being on my show. We should do it again, right? Appreciate you. No doubt. All right, listen. I need something from my friends out there. I need you to subscribe on YouTube. I need you to like it. I need you to rate it. I need you to share it if you're in a good mood. Also, you can like The Reconstructed Man on Facebook. Follow the podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me. I'm kind of fun. I'm at the right lane, the underscore right underscore lane. If you're a part of the LGBTQ plus community and you want to be on the show, send me an email at thereconstructedman at gmail.com. Remember, keep doing you because nobody can do it better than you can. I'm Lane Ingram, and this is the Reconstructed Man Podcast. <laughs>